Hi, and welcome back to College Basketball Realm. I'm Andrew. And I'm Blake. And today we're going to do some Big 12 recap. We had number 15, uh, Kansas, beating number 16, Kansas State, in a key Big 12 matchup. Uh, Kamosh Stoke led the Kansas State Wildcats with 12 points and 5 of 10 shooting. You know, it was just shocking to see uh, their leader, Dean Way, not be able to get it going. You know, he only had 8 points and 2 of 7 shooting. Yeah, definitely shocking, but you know what? The other guys stepped up when they needed to to get it done. Uh, Dean Wade, you know, he's been a, he's been a key uh, uh, component for the Wildcats' success. You know, he, he's had this lingering foot injury, you know, that, that's probably affecting him right now. And, you know, we, we're going to hope that he gets better come March Madness time in order for uh, Kansas State to do what they did last year. Mm-hmm. Now, Kansas, on the other hand, had uh, D- Dedrick Lawson, who dominated this game. He had 18 points and 14 rebounds, a nice double-double. His teammate, uh, Devin Dotson, also had contributing 16 points as Kansas finally wins an impressive game. They were looking for that statement win that they needed, and they finally got against Kansas State. Yeah, you know, they looked like they were going to, you know, probably uh, possibly follow the top 25, but, you know, they got it done, and, you know, props to Kansas. Yeah, now Kansas State falling to second place at 11 and 4 in their con- conference and Kansas at third at 10 and 5 with Texas Tech back in front in uh first place for the first time this season. Uh they just came off on a, a big win against uh Oklahoma State in overtime. Yeah, Blake, you posted on Instagram um at college realm the video of uh Lindy Waters seeing that uh that three at the buzzer to send it to overtime against Texas Tech. What were your thoughts on that game finish, and how impressive was Texas Tech's win? Yeah, it was a it was a great game, uh, especially by Lindy Waters. He just came up short in the end, but he finished with 26 points. He 7-10 and 10 from three-pointers, hitting four three-pointers in the last 53 seconds of regulation to get them into overtime. Uh, on the other on the other side, though, Davide Moretti uh, finished with twenty uh, twenty points, and he went twelve for twelve from the free throw line, which really propelled Texas Tech, especially at the end in overtime when he went four for four from the free throws, which just really helped them solidify their win against Oklahoma State. Yeah, you've been praising um, Texas Tech in our previous podcasts. You know, this was this looked like a really good uh, really good win. You know. They were home, but this was just a tough game, and it shows that they could close out games, especially, you know, need to hit those clutch free throws as they were did so successfully. You know, it looked like uh, Lindy Waters, you know, had an opportunity to, uh, you know, maybe hit the uh, a really big shot, but this uh, his teammate, you know, popped a deep, deep three that caused... Um, Tex Tech to come out on top. Yeah, he did pop a deep three, but it showed that Oklahoma State plays with grit. They played a great game against Texas Tech, but it just shows how well Texas Tech defense can withstand throughout the game, not just at the beginning, but how they how well, how, as you said, they can close out games, and then they have the enough endurance to go into overtime and still play great defense to close out the game. And, you know, even though Oklahoma State didn't get the upset win, Ohio State does. They yeah. upset number 22, Iowa, Um Behind Justin Aaron's uh, 29 points, um, you know, Caleb Weston also had a big game himself. Uh, he picked up two uh, early questionable fouls, which led to Chris Holtman getting a technical. But uh, second half of the game, Blake, you know, uh, Iowa head coach uh, Fran McCaffrey, you know, went a little crazy. Yes, he did. He got, he got very upset at the rest, which... Rightly so. It was not a greatly officiated game. Both sides were arguing. That's why both head coaches got teed up. But it was also kind of funny, though, because uh, Fran McCaffrey's son, who plays on Iowa, uh, also got a technical in this game. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Trey McCaffrey also picking up a technical. He was pretty—he uh, got called for the uh, blocking foul when he thought that 
the uh, Ohio State player went into him thinking it was a charge, but he did not get that call, and he argued with that, and it just looks like uh, the apple doesn't far, fall far from the tree with this one, as Fran McCaffrey also getting teed up, and then after the game saying some profane language down the hallway towards directed at the official, which picked him up a two-game suspension and a $10,000 fine. Yeah, uh, not not a good look for Iowa, a team that's been so hot all year. But props to Ohio State and especially Caleb uh, Wesson. You know he had another double double, 18 points, 11 rebounds. Ohio State, a team, uh, a bubble team, getting a key win, and yeah, they um, really needed this. They really need that win, and that just uh, helps their resume more. Yeah, it really takes them. I, I think it takes them off the bubble list and puts them back into the tournament as a they're solidified a spot as of now. And they have another big game coming up, uh, Purdue on Saturday. If they can win that game, they have really solidified and maybe even moved up a few spots in the in the basketball rankings. Yeah, absolutely. Iowa, um, you know they're pretty comfortable in the tournament, but uh, you know that's just not a good look. You don't like to lose these these uh, games to bubble teams, especially you know if you're already a um, a higher seed in the tournament, so that's not a good look for Iowa whatsoever, but good for Ohio State. Definitely. So we're going to go to the ACC and another game without Zion, another loss for Duke. Big loss here. Yeah, we're going to go in-depth on how number 20 Virginia Tech was able to upset number 3 Duke, but before we do that, we're going to talk about our sponsor, Anchor. So I'd just like to thank Anchor and make sure you check out that app. It's a great app to get your podcast started up. So let's now get back to Duke, Virginia Tech. Andrew, what do you think about this game? Yeah, so it was Zion out against Virginia Tech. Uh, Duke just looked lost again without their best player. And this is no excuse because Virginia Tech also was missing their best player, Justin Robinson. You know, he's the team assist leader. He's a- he averages 5.5 assists a game. And, you know, they would love to have him back. And Duke just lost his game um, without Virginia Tech's best player. So it it doesn't make a whole lot of sense why um, Duke wasn't able to to take this from them. You know, it all came down to defense for Virginia Tech. You know, they got it done. They're uh, 39th in defense efficiency, and they forced the Blue Devils, Blue Devils to uh, uh, 12 turn- turnovers. So a really good job by Virginia Tech on defense. Um, so... Uh, you talked about uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker in previous um, podcasts. Uh, what's your thoughts on his game? Uh, he did pretty well. He finished with 13 points, 5 assists, and 4 steals. Um, pretty big game for him. And that helped them propel to get the win over Duke. And also his teammate, Kerry Blackshear, also helped them get that win with a double-double at 23-10. and 10. And it just seems like Duke cannot win with Zion. And that's unfortunate because they have a freshman class like we have never seen before on any other college team. And we're getting closer and closer to March Madness, and Duke is looking less and less like a one seed. And, um, you know, Virginia Tech keeps playing like they are. They're getting closer and closer to a four seed. Um, so February 27th is forever Virginia Tech's day and not Duke's whatsoever. Yeah, Virginia Tech now has won three straight on February 27th, all against a ranked Duke team. Uh, that's pretty incredible if you ask me. Uh, Virginia Tech every single time their fans would storm the field. Virginia Tech against Duke all time just dominates them, and it, it's kind of odd because Virginia Tech's not one of those big name teams, but they always somehow get past Duke. Uh, so now with uh, Virginia Tech's impressive victory um, over a Zionless Duke, uh, with Virginia and UNC on top, who do you see coming uh, coming out of the ACC as a regular season title? 
I think it's going to be the winner of Duke UNC is going to be the winner of the ACC. I think Virginia is just going to lose a few more games, but I think Duke and UNC are both going to heat up right now, and um, I think it's just going to be a race to the end, and I think the winner of that Duke UNC game is going to uh, get to that title. Yeah, um, Virginia and UNC, um, a whole game ahead of uh, Duke, and Duke's been dropping games um, you know they they've right now if if you want to count it they lost three in a row without Zion because Zion technically only played the thirty three seconds against UNC so in order for uh, Duke to want to have a chance of winning this ACC um, uh, regular season you know they're gonna have to have him back but you know or they got to figure out how to play without him yeah and they're gonna have to figure out you know R J Barrett can only do so much Cameron can only do so much it's got to be an entire uh, team you know collective play and you know they just not did not get it done. But if any coach can do that, it's Coach K who can implement their team into winning. So absolutely, definitely, definitely still in it for Duke. Can definitely still win the ACC. Uh, now we're gonna move on to the Big East, um, uh, a conference you know dominated by uh, Marquette's success. But uh, yesterday it was um, not their success. Yeah, a slumping Nova team came in there and shut down number 10 Marquette as uh, they attempt to be Big East regu- regular season champions. They just needed that win and could not get it. Uh, Villanova uh, rebounds after suffering three straight losses. So what did you see in this game? Uh, I saw a very impressive performance by uh, Jermaine Samuels from Villanova. You know, he had 29 points in five threes. It's very impressive, especially for a college game. Uh, on the other hand, star player for Marquette, Marcus Howard, you know, he had a big game too, 25 points. Uh, so it was a really, really cool outing for uh, um, both teams. Um, Nova shot 34% and Marquette shot 48 but somehow still lost the game. That's pretty crazy. Uh, you don't really see that a lot, but uh, Villanova was able to uh, get a lot of help from the free throw line. You know, they didn't shoot that great from the free throw line, but they just went there so many times. They shot 18 out of 26 uh, 69%, and uh, Marquette only got to line 10 times, only 6 of 10, so uh, Nova did a great job uh, getting to the line. You know, they weren't hitting their shots, so they put the ball on the floor, attacked the rim. Um, overall, I think Marquette can still win the Big East and, you know, can sit comfortably at a 2-3 to three seed, and for Villanova, you know, they're putting their name back into the bracket as a comfortable 5-6 to six seed. Definitely. Uh, that's not it, surprisingly, for the upsets. Uh, number 17, Maryland, another Big Ten upset uh, by Penn State. That makes three in a row for Penn State and a very disappointing outcome for Maryland, a team in which Jay Williams said had the best chance of winning the Big Ten, loses to the Big Ten's worst team. Uh, Bruno Fernando really struggled in the game with only nine points, uh, while Lamar Stevens stepped it up and had 24. Yeah, you know, um, what Jay Williams said that this team, you know, had a best chance to win that tournament and then possibly be a Final Four team. He was praising them like crazy, and that's just odd to see. It's it, the really that it's been the biggest struggle for Maryland all year has been their consistency consistency problems, and losing against Penn State. You know, Michigan also lost to them earlier uh, this year, so really confusing to see a, a solid Maryland team lose to a struggling Penn State team. You think that was just by chance, or do you think it shows something? Uh, I think it's definitely is, is showing something. It, it shows the the lack of consistency that Maryland has, you know, and especially like I've said, I've said this many times in our podcast, but like all this happening, getting closer to March, is really going to affect the seedings on what we think of, 
you know, these teams, because we're scouting these teams come March Madness time, so when we Definitely. can make our picks. And Maryland losing to Penn State is 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 like a like a like a two seed losing to a fifteen seed. Yes, yeah, so it's, it's a huge upset. It's a huge upset, and it's very uncommon, and it tells us a lot about Maryland. Yeah. So now let's go on to some of our predictions coming up uh, on Saturday. A huge game, uh, Tennessee versus Kentucky. Since losing in controversial fa- fashion on February 12th to the LSU Tigers, the Wildcats have won four games in a row with an average mar- margin of victory of 14 points. Yeah, they had their biggest victory against um, who else? But uh, number ten, number one Tennessee at the time. Uh, they beat them by 17. Uh, they looked really good then, and I um, we'll see if they have a, um, a just-as-good outing uh, this Saturday. Yeah, since that meeting, Tennessee has gone 2-1 two and, two and one with a loss at LSU and a narrow escape at Ole Miss. Uh, volunteers really have not looked like themselves since the loss to Kentucky. What do you think about that? Uh, I think, you know, uh, Tennessee's still a very good team. You know, they're playing really good. Uh, Ole Miss is not an easy team to beat, especially when you're at, um, at their arena. And uh, uh, Tennessee came out. They did. They played really well. It was a close game. And uh, Grant Williams, I think, is just is so good that you know I think the Volunteers will be fine come March Madness time. Uh, but overall, this is a big game if we're talking seeding for the SEC tournament and the uh, tournament champion overall. Uh, and especially also seeding come for like the overall bracket. This is a this is a really big game for them. So if LSU happens to drop another game, the winner of Saturday's matchup would be in the driver's seat to be the regular season SEC champion. If uh, if LSU drops another game, who do you see winning the SEC? Um, I see Kentucky. They're the highest team out there. You know, they uh, you know they handled LSU pretty. E- I mean, they handled uh, uh, Tennessee pretty easily, and I don't see why they wouldn't be able to do it again. You know, PJ Washington. He's been a stud for Kentucky all year long. They're looking really, really good on defense uh, defensively, and. Last time they faced um, Tennessee, just never faced a team that good defensively, and they just got shut down by uh, uh, the bigs down low for uh, Tennessee. So, if you see uh, if Tennessee wins this game, do you see them as a one seed in the tournament? Uh, I do not. I think Tennessee still has a a long way to go, and with teams like uh, Michigan, UNC being closer to a one seed than they are. Um, uh, Tennessee just recently hasn't had those key wins losing against LSU and Kentucky. So if they if they win this, um, it will definitely leapfrog them up to being probably um, one away from being a one seed. But I don't think it would be enough to be an overall one seed. I agree with you there. Um, so another game uh, on Saturday, Purdue, uh, Ohio State, 14-ranked Purdue coming in. Uh, unranked Ohio State. Can you see Ohio State pulling off another upset here at Purdue, or do you think it's going to be too much for them? Yeah, we talked about this earlier about um, Ohio State. You know, this being a key game for them, so this is a key game for us to watch because Ohio State's one of those teams, and same thing with Purdue, where we just uh, are just wondering where they're going to be placed come tournament time. Uh, personally, I think um, you know Purdue is going to be okay and and come out and play and go away with this victory. Uh, yeah, it's going to be hard for Ohio State to get this one, especially going into Purdue, one of the uh, most ruckus crowds in the nation. 
Uh, but if Ohio State wants to pull this upset, they got to have their key players play like they usually do. Wesson's got to be huge in this game. Uh, Justin Ahrens also has to be big. And it's got to be a very well-rounded game for Ohio State if they want to pull this upset because Purdue's a very good team. Um, I think Ohio State has a chance to pull this upset, though, just because of the hot hot uh, start they came off against Iowa. If they can bring that into Purdue, I think they can come out with the upset. Yeah, you know, uh, Purdue being a really good defensive team, and uh, Ohio State dropping 90 on Iowa. This should be a fun matchup to see if um, Ohio State could overcome their excellent defense. And, you know, if Purdue's defense can stop this um, hot offense from Ohio State. So that should be a game to look forward to. we got a lot of games Saturday to watch. Um, be sure to check that in. We're going to be tweeting about that and posting about it on our Instagram. Uh, who do you think is going to win the Kentucky-Tennessee game? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to have to go with... Kentucky coming away with that one again just because like I said earlier PJ Washington their defense they've been really good all year I gotta go with Kentucky coming on top I think Kentucky's also gonna win they looked a little vulnerable in the first half of the Arkansas game but they came back strong in the second half and um, I think they're gonna pull away against Tennessee here yeah so like I was saying um, we have a lot of fun games this Saturday to watch we got a lot of big games very important for March Madness, so be sure to check us out on Instagram at College Realm. You know, we'll be posting um, predictions, our recaps on the games in case you miss it. Uh, so be sure to check that out on also our Twitter, um, College Realm, also. Uh, thank you guys for listening to this podcast. I'm Andrew. And I'm Blake. We'll see you next time.